0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Long Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wolfson, and today's episode, we're going to talk about the future for EDM festivals such as Ultra, EDC, Tomorrowland, and many others, and how is it going to change due to the fact of the pandemic we are all dealing with now. This is definitely something to talk about as we, little by little, start to open back businesses But now we have to face a new norm of life and wonder how are these festivals are going to function since there's still restrictions. We're going to talk about what is currently happening. What are the changes that's happening in the scene? How will it all affect all sorts of festivals, the pros and cons, and my final thoughts to what may happen to all future EDM festivals and the scene itself. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio, as well as YouTube at LoneWolfPod.com. That's LoneWolfPod.com, L-O-N-E-W-O-L-V-P-O-D.com, where you can check all my latest episodes. Soon enough, everybody's going to see my pretty little face on YouTube, so... You can also follow me at any of my social medias for updates at Wolfson & Music. Now, without further ado, let's get started. This is the Lone Wolf Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. Today's topic, the future of EDM festivals due to COVID-19. Yeah, we need to talk about this because this is something that's happening to all of us in general. And it's, you know what? And it's not just about the EDM festivals or the EDM scene. It's on everyone. Everyone's being affected to this due to the pandemic we're all facing right now. And even though the pandemic has been slowly stopped spreading and it's much more or less contained, quote unquote, in a way. We're starting to see less and less and less about the whole virus being spreading. And even though I can't say that this virus is still there and it's still spreading and there's thousands of cases and unfortunately there's deaths around. But it's not how it was a couple of months ago. Well, let's see, like a month or two months ago. Yeah, which it was just like pandemonium all around. Like everybody was freaking out for what's going on. And people are still freaking out, but now it's much more control. And right now we're facing a new norm of life in which now we have to be extra careful for what we touch and what where we breathe and what we do. Because now every, and it's not just our towns or our counties or cities, it's every state across the nation and everywhere in the world everybody's now to be required to wear gloves and mask not so much on the gloves because people will always have you know um hand sanitizers or stuff to wash their hands with it but everybody's definitely pushing forward emphasizing on the mask like everybody's on uh, making everybody wear a mask every every groceries every restaurants like yeah and we're still facing with that so, even though it's affecting all sorts of businesses, it is greatly affecting the EDM scene, especially on all the festivals and the shows and the events that they usually run up every year. Like usually May, there's like like five different festivals on May, huge ones. I know it's EDC that's that's definitely happening and some of edcs um festivals also run um edc is under the umbrella of insomniac events and obviously insomniac events does music festivals on a yearly basis like not just in the states but across other other nations but in the states they throw like whew. Jesus, I guess you can say every month, almost every month over the course of the year, they throw in a festival. And if if there's no festival that month, then it's probably like, a don't know, sort of a, a big event that they have in Cali. So their headquarters is basically in California and they throw like festivals like crazies. And I know they're hurting right now. But the cool thing about Insomniac is that they're actually adapting to the situation. And once Insomniac started to adapt the situation, start figuring out ways of how to do this, every other festival or every other new festival that's coming up are following their trend. So we're going to talk about this. Um we're also going to talk about some of these festivals that they had to be canceled due to the the pandemic that happened. We're going to talk about some of these other festivals that they refuse to give refunds because according to them it's under the refund policy like no refunds all sales are final which is kind of shitty and i'm calling out ultra because i know those are the first ones i read that they're not doing any refunds and so much i heard that they got now lawsuits because of that that was so stupid from them a world why no music festival held here in South Florida and Miami not giving refunds know that the that there's a pandemic you 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 guys are going to be that greedy like fuck you ultra fuck you and everything that you guys stand for you do not stand for the people you do not stand for the community no fuck you guys cuz EDC actually gave up refunds or partial refunds or even credits like hey if you want, you can hold your ticket and it will be valid for any of these other festivals that we that we're going to be hosting or it will be valid for next year's EDC. You don't have to pay for next year. Hold it and that will be valid and we'll give you a new a new ticket and everything. Bro, shout out to ADC and Insomnia. that they're for the people there for the community and they completely understand because hey it's a, it's a pandemic that we're facing people are getting strapped out of money they they they're having a financial crisis and they need that money so obviously people are gonna be like yo thank you A D C. yeah we we would like to have a refund or man thank you for that um i want to hold this ticket so i can go next year once this is all started down ultra no ultra gives gave everybody a big fuck you and in a couple of episodes, um, I did mention that there's a reason why Ultra didn't give refunds. It's because they gave deposits, non refundable deposits, to the artists, to these DJs that they basically booked. So they're not giving their money back because they already paid so much that they're like, we got nothing. We're losing everything, even though everybody's already losing. They still be greedy motherfuckers and they do not want to give up. I'm not going to be surprised if next year's Ultra is canceled or Ultra will not happen next year. I will not be surprised at all. I don't think it may happen that extreme, but I wouldn't be shocked at all that, you know, oh, no Ultra this year. Well, okay, because we already know what happened. I will not be surprised if Ultra will not have enough lineup for next year's And I won't be surprised if people will go to Ultra because the way how everybody literally affected. I mean, Ultra has like a huge attendance of how how much again like more than ten thousand. I don't know what it's. I'm 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 spitballing a number right now, but I know it's a huge attendance. I think it's like twenty five thousand something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's less than twenty. I, or maybe more. I could be wrong. I know Ultra is pretty huge and everybody goes to Ultra more than any other festival. Set ADC Vegas. AD, Vegas is like the biggest one. Anyways, I know for a fact that a lot of people go and none of those people get a refund. Imagine 20,000 people did not get a refund. You honestly believe that those 20,000 people are all be stupid enough to like, all right, I'm going to go to Ultra next year. Hell no. People waste, I mean, well, in this case, yeah, they wasted because they didn't get the refund and they didn't show up and they didn't go. People wasted like over $300 for these tickets and nope, they're not allowed to come. No refunds. Some of them waste thousands of dollars. I kid you not. And no refunds out of it. I don't know if they gave a partial refund. If somebody in the comments down, let me know if they actually did and I can retrace, retract what I'm saying. But as far as my understanding, they're, they're, they have that shitty refund policy in which no all sales are final. And e- and somehow they managed to cover it because like, oh, even on pandemics. And it's like, wow, I understand the, the rain or sh- uh, rain or sh- uh, rain or no shine. It is still it still goes on or something like that. It's like, I understand that. I didn't know that they actually managed to cover the pandemic. Huh, that's well greedy for them greedy for them they're getting lawsuits regardless and they're gonna expect a huge loss next year that's a guaranteed fact that's gonna happen they should have done the insomnia route and i'm pretty sure some people uh some actually big festivals like the people for tomorrowland and others have fallen that fruit uh that food you know because they don't want to be in the in They want to please their customers. They want them to come back. They don't want to piss them off like Ultra did. (laughs) And that's what's currently happening right now. And other things that's currently happening right now is that, like I said earlier in my statement, Insomniac is adapting to what's happening right now. They're pretty smart because, again, earlier, they're adapting and everybody's following their fruit. Because what they're doing right now is like, oh, shit, man. We don't got festivals. We can't do anything. What can we do because we don't want to, we want to please the people. We don't want them to feel shitty. We're not right now facing a shitty moment in which everybody's stuck in their house, they can't go out and in every fan, they're all isolated or quarantine, whatnot, and people are getting depressed and other shit. Like, what can we do when Somiac Dick, which was so, so smart of them, is that we're going to do a virtual festival virtual festival which means they're gonna he and somebody's gonna pick up like whichever dj that's in the california area that, that because it all happened in california and that's their headquarters but they pick up some of the hardest djs that they know they live in cali like um company mode step and uh some of these uh, house guys as well and tech house guys and i forgot which ones it was it was a quite a lineup and they all perform. They like Pas Pasco Rotella, like, dude, shout out to you. You you're a freaking genius. He basically, I don't know whether he actually rent out a a room or warehouse or something in which he set up all the lights, all the visuals, and have a one D- one small DJ session. And one by one, DJs come up, dude, an hour set or 50 minutes or something like that. And and one by one. And he put it out on YouTube live, on Facebook Live, on whichever, whichever stream that you look for live stuff or whatnot, bro. He put it out. People were happy as fuck. For free. Let me repeat that. For free. You're watching your one of your favorite DJs doing a nasty set for free, on live stream, full set, and you're hearing it on, on the comforts of your own home. mind blown! I kid you not. It is mind-blowing because, obviously, you're all listening to your music and you just want to be on a festival because you're a festival goer. And you want to be there. You want to be part of the experience and whatnot. Well, it's okay. Pascal, guys, you're back. Let's put all the DJs and Ben. Let's put it in the living room. I saw so many... IG stories, IG lives, Snapchats and Facebook stories. And I saw so many people posting, tweeting, like literally like everybody was going nuts for this. It was insane. It was so good that they had to do this again on a bigger budget levels uh, and more artists. They had to do it a second time because it was a success. It was literally two or three days they had to do it again, but they did it again once the the laws are a little bit much more flexible, in which we can allow more than ten people on a place, and and that we can, you know, we can. And there's not that many travel restrictions because some of these DJs must have travel for certain areas in the states to go to Cali, so they can actually perform there. Because the next one was a bigger lineup, and. Disciple Records did their own show on the Bass Rush, which is owned by Insomniac. And they basically put all the Disciple people that are in Cali and they performed there. It was insane. And everybody started to go follow up that trend, that whole DJ live stream trend. Like everybody started to go, like Martin Garrett started to go DJing for free on a live stream platform on Facebook. And he was DJing on on a job. I'm that was a yacht. I don't care what everybody said. That's not a, uh, that was not a boat. That's a yacht, and he was DJing on that yacht. And he, I'm pretty sure he was in the Netherlands. You know, DJ on uh, on one of those rivers that the Netherlands has, where there's lots of boats and whatnot. But he was DJing there. Tiesto was doing the same thing. Davy Gera. He was literally on the top of uh, one of the buildings in Miami. There was one night it was like, damn, there's a lot of music. Man, that music is loud. And then I I look at my balcony and I see like, holy shit, no fucking way. David Guetta is performing for free, a live stream DJ set. And behind it, it's because they're raising, you know, he's he's donating, he's raising money, money for I forgot what was that the charity deal he was doing, but he was just raising money for essential workers. I I believe. I think if anybody wants to correct me if I'm wrong, go ahead. But I know he was like raising money, and he and he reached that 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 goal. He reached it. There were people outside their balconies with their with their flags, with whatever they got, happy as fuck and shit. Everybody was having a good time. David up kill it. And he did it again not so long ago on New York. A lot of these DJs are doing their live streams. Like, as soon as Insomniac started to do something, everybody started to do a trend and follow that trend. And then now all these DJs are like, like DJing for free, which just sucks. But... I'm pretty sure Pascal paid for those DJs to come over. I'm, I'm pretty sure not their full quota because it's like, you know, there's not that many people that he can purchase and he doesn't have that much money that, he, you know, like can pay your full quota. But I'm pretty sure like at least half or some of these DJs probably didn't pay, didn't get paid. And there's like, man, fuck it. I just want to DJ and whatnot. I don't know how it worked. I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but hey, kudos for all of you guys, man. And I kid you not, that's a game changer. Is it for the good? Maybe, but there's definitely going to be some backlash. No, backlash is not the word. There's going to be some down- downsides to that. Because yes, while it's really effective right now to do these virtual festivals, as they want to call it, you know, it's dope. It's awesome. Side note. Travis Scott, I heard that Travis Scott did a a full hour set of him singing on Fortnite. And everybody went on Fortnite to see him perform. And they say that Travis Scott's performance was like insane because he came out of nowhere on a on an avatar, on a huge avatar, and then starts singing and rapping. And it's like, damn, that has to be sick. Before that, Disciple Records actually did that that in that virtual thing, by going on Minecraft, they did a Minecraft festival in which people log in inside into their Minecraft uh, Minecraft accounts, and they just basically DJ in Minecraft. Like they, you see the little avatars of, of Minecraft, and the visuals was just insane. Like people are get this again, game changer. People are very really getting creative of how to put music out there. But like I said before, is dope right now. Now, will it last? I don't think so. This is definitely only a temporary solution. And it's definitely going to be a a looking forward temporary solution for anything that happens. Like if we face another pandemic or hurricanes or whatnot, then we can actually post it on live stream. Definitely. Now the options is right there. But it's only a temporary solution. But there's also a downside to that. And the downside is why Why do I need to go to these festivals now if I can just watch it on the comforts of my bedroom? And that's not good because now why should I spend 100 to $300 on a festival ticket when I can actually watch it on the comforts of my home? And people are going to demand it. That's the thing that these guys don't realize. Like People are going to demand of having, if the festivals come back again, if, if i'm saying if if and when because i don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon but if and when they do come back people are gonna demand about like yo can you post this online and you know what some of these festivals i have to do it they have to post it online on the live streams because people some people may be fortunate to go to a festival but many others will not be so fortunate and they won't be able to go because they don't have the money because of the pandemic that we're facing, that we're having a financial crisis. We don't got enough money to go there or, or people actually do not want to risk themselves of going to a festival. When they know that a festival, you can actually festival is like thousands of people around you are getting a high risk chance of probably be getting the, the virus spread out. It's a, it's a risky, risky chance, but it may happen, you know? So that's another thing I want to talk about. What's going to happen to these festivals now? They have, by law, they have to follow the rules and regulations. And obviously, one of the first things they're going to say is like, yeah... We're going to have a we're going to make sure everybody's wearing a mask and we're going to make sure everybody's wearing protective gear or protective gloves or stuff like that. But if you ever gone to these festivals like me or work for these festivals, you know that that's going to be the most impossible subject to do, especially the social distancing. That's almost that's almost impossible to do on a music festival like Ultra, EDC. Tomorrowland, Life in Color, like it's almost impossible because all these people are literally standing up and they go as close as they can to the stage. And literally you got yourself a herd of people around you and you're literally trapped and you can't get out. You need to push people on the side for you to get out from that spot. That's how it works. So the social distancing, I don't know how they can actually do it. It's going to be a tough subject because straight up how they're going to open these festivals, especially when theres they know there's a virus out there that, you know, it's anybody can actually get it. It's very easy to spread. Having a mask on is one way to slow the spread, but it's not the solution. It's a temporary solution. It's a band-aid. If anything, it's a band-aid. For now, it's not gonna solve the problem that we have that we still have a virus out there that's spreading like like a fucking wildfire. And we don't know, that's that's another thing. Like, we don't know how this shit spreads out. So how the fuck are we gonna have these festivals open? How are they gonna continue to function for the foreseeable future? So it might come out to the way that maybe we're not gonna be seeing a music festival anytime soon. And if we're lucky, if we're lucky, maybe 2021 next year, if we're lucky, if we're lucky, because even then we're still like tiptoeing, making sure it's like, oh, shit, we don't want to make sure that there's a there's a spike on this. We don't want to raise more cases and blah, blah, blah. So they don't want to take they don't want to risk it either. They Obviously, any of these festivals, they don't want to risk it. So a couple of things that they actually i have seen other festival runners starting to do. I don't know if they were owned by Insomnia, or maybe this is a different company, but another thing I started to notice is that there's festivals that are actually doing the car festivals, like, like in the old days in which if you want to go to a movie theater, the movie theater is actually wide open and you go there on your, on your car, you park and then you're just with your, with your people or your girl watching the movie out there. They did a festival just like that. People are in the cars, they park on a certain spot, first come, first serve, I believe. And then they got DJs playing. I keep you not. It was cool. I saw some pictures and some videos out there. It. it was pretty cool. And, and and believe it or not, that's actually a better way to do one of these festivals. Maybe in will we'll take that route as well. It's gonna suck though when it's like, oh man. My favorite DJ is in the other stage. I gotta like reverse. All right, let me get out of the parking, and then let me go to <laughs> let me go to the other side of the fields. So, oh, there's a parking spot right here for my favorite DJ, That's perfect. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. What I'm think it's gonna happen is that yeah, they'll have a spot, first come first serve on your car. You. St- you're stuck in, uh, you're staying in the car, you can't get out for shit and you'll watch, and you'll watch uh, the DJ spin I'm pretty sure they'll have a variety of DJs, you know, a variety of DJs spinning from different genres, you know, so that way it can please everybody. I don't know how they worked it out. I didn't see the line of uh, who's DJ. I just saw it um, dancing astronauts blog on Facebook and then they were posting it, and I was like oh that's pretty cool Shout out to you guys by the way um that's one way that may actually happen which it be, will probably either shift either we shift to the virtual side or we shift to the car side in which that's how we did it in in the old days but granted it happened the the car and the festival film because Certain states started to reopen certain things and certain places, you know, so because their spikes went down. So now shit got calm a little bit. So now we can like, all right, we can little by little open on some places. Yeah, that's a good idea. So they you, you got the virtual and the and the and the car fame. But I don't know how long the people will want on the the virtual, I mean, and when I'm talking about the people, I'm talking about the DJs, the artists, the performers. I don't know how much they want to, because I'm pretty sure, pretty sure some of these they don't, they're doing it for free. I don't know if some of them are getting paid. If they're getting paid, then you know, just bets up what I said earlier. You know, they're probably getting paid half because you know, like there's no people. But and the festival run is also that's a lot of money that they're spending you know and they're not getting a dime out of it like they're doing this for the people so far for what i heard they're not easy didn't like in, in some way in general they didn't get any dime other than stream views sure you could get you could get money out of stream views from youtube and whatnot but you know it's that's apples and no well that's like penny stocks you know that's like if anything that's good for the artist but that's not good for a, for a company you know they don't make that much on, on streams you know but again, I don't know what was the deal with the partnership with YouTube and these others. So I don't know what went behind, but I'm pretty sure they didn't get that much money. They got the views. Guaranteed, they got the views. But little by little, they started to say, man, we're spending a lot of money. We need to come out of our way in order for us to get money. And this is how the cookie crumbles. Now that we got the option for virtual live sets, we're going to start charging them. Just like paper, paper. You. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Believe it or not, it's going to happen. In which, like I said, we may not see an, a festival open until next year. You think these festivals are going to continue spending money on um, DJing, um, making these DJs to perform and having the sick light shows and visuals and whatnot. No, that's actually money spent. They need to get some of that earnings back. Eventually what will happen is that they're going to start charging for reviews it's like, oh, you want to see this festival? This is actually a uh, good idea. This is what may actually happen. So if you're going to, if you want to see this festival, you got options. You can either pay the full amount. Let's just say we're charging a hundred bucks. I'm putting a spitball in here. Tar- 100 bucks for the two-day festivals, so the one-day festival, how many days, to see all the DJs you want. 100 bucks. Over it Or like 20 bucks per DJ that you want to see. That may happen. You either pay 100 to see the full festival or you pay $20 to see a certain DJ. I just want to see Moestep. I'm paying only 20 bucks to see Moestep, And that's it. I only have access to pay Moldstep at that certain di- uh, hour and time, and we're good to go. By the way, shout out to Josh and Pat from Moldstep. Love you, brothers. Hope you guys are doing well in LA. Um, yeah. Oh, I want to watch Moldstep and um David Guetta. So I paid twenty and twenty. That's forty dot. But oh man, there's a lot more artists I actually want to see. Like I'm looks like I'm going over the twenty. Like then pay the hundred, and it's gonna happen. People are gonna go ahead and do that. You say that nah, people rather watch uh shit for free. That is true. People would rather w- watch shit for free. But when the chips are down, in which they've seen that there's not gonna be any free live streams and there's no festivals anytime soon, and they wanna see one of their favorite artists perform. Believe it or not, people are gonna buy for it. Especially on these times that we're happening right, that's happening right now. That people are gonna pay whatever they want. And now. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and and Twitter, they all want to get a cut out of that because they're all using those platforms to perform. I just heard the other day in which Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, started to strike people down for playing music on their IG live streams, for playing their the, the artist's own music on IG live. That's because they want to get a certain percentage because they realize like, shit, people... These guys are right now playing their own music and people and there's like hundreds and thousands of people watching on live, like thousands and thousands are watching a live, and they're doing it for free. Man, Instagram and Facebook and all these platforms, they want a cut of that because we're using you guys are using our platform. So we should get a cut of that. It's some greedy bullshit, but it's true. You guys are using their platform. So obviously they're going to figure out a way for them to make them sell some money out of it, you know? and they start putting some copyright infringements and then it's going to get to the point in which they're going to build up some new policies it's like alright if you want to perform then you know you have to contact us and this is the way the fee that you have to pay for this and blah 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 it's going to happen and people are going to buy it these companies are going to buy it and then you get these live streams and that's where the whole like $100 uh, pay per view to see this de- to see these festivals or 20 bucks to see these DJs and whatnot it's going to happen it's I cannot give you a 100% get Guaranteed that will happen it's more of a it's a it may happen it may happen sooner rather than later and it's a more likely scenario that it may happen if i had to put on numbers <sighs> i give it a 90 percent chance that it may happen yeah 90 percent. because again they need to make money and they realize like now that we got this virtual thing it's a possibility to make money now out of it so I'm going to give up just a short pros and cons to this movement that these um, festivals are taking right now, doing the virtual thing. And not just the festivals, but also artists as well, that they're doing the DJ's uh, live sets for free. Pros. Biggest pros, I, I guess you can say, is that, you know, you're, you're DJing for the people. You're actually demonstrating that you care for people. That's a huge pro. You get a huge fan base. Like, you get a huge followers out out of that. Um, I guess, like, you started to play more sets. These guys get a little bit more popularity on the streams and whatnot. And then people will be demanding. Yeah. People will be demanding a lot more. And then the more that they demand, the more they'll get. The cons. I guess the cons to this is like what I said earlier is like, man, if they're doing virtual live sets, why should I go to a festival then? Why should I spend 300 bucks when I can watch it on the comforts of my own home? Yeah. it it may it's, it it could, it could happen. It's going to potentially happen. And people are going to have that mindset because now people are like already comfortable. Granted, there's, I'm not saying everyone. There's definitely going to be people in which I want to get the fuck out of here. I want to go, go out somewhere. I'm, done i'm done in the and staying here quarantine i want to go out and do stuff people there's still and there's still going to be people paying whatever the money amount for the festival experience that the, that's never going to die granted but you're definitely going to see a lot of people are not attending to any of these festivals you're going to see a lot of people not attending to these festivals due to the financial crisis that we're facing right now and the and the comfortable the comfortability of doing it in your in the comforts of your home. Another con is that if you guys if these festivals continue to to do these virtual things and they do the pay-per-view thing style, what may happen is that it's what may happen is that people are going to go to my buddy's house and they're going to, you know, split the money from my buddy's house and use it from there. <sighs> Believe it or not, that that's something that's going to happen. Even though social distancing, but, you know, people are, some some people are really ignoring this shit. And you, even though you shouldn't, you should not not ignore social distancing. And you should always, you know, have mask wear and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't really had that much pros and cons about this. I mean, there's, the, the pro to all this is, you know, like, this is how you stop spreading the disease itself. Like this virus, not the disease, virus. You stop slowing the spread and you're still keeping yourself afloat in business, you know? But again, the cons, it just goes to that. And how many people would rather, you know, save that money and watch it on the comforts of their own home? You know, I'm going to wrap this up, guys, because it, it, it's definitely something to talk about, but there's not much to discuss about it other than the fact that, you know, this actually are the stuff that, that's happening right now, you know, and we can't do much about this because of the pandemic we're facing. So what may actually happen to the EDM scene right now is that they're probably going to shift priorities into do everything the virtual scene now. It's going to be now everything's going to be virtually. And as far as festivals and shows and whatnot, everybody's going to take a huge loss of money. I mean, everybody's already are, but it's, it's going to impact so badly that not only the festival's Are losing money, but also your favorite artists are losing money. Like their source of income was to DJ three times a week and a weekend, three times at best. Every weekend they DJ three times, three times as tops. You know, some others DJ more than. Others, but you know, there it's a huge impact that's gonna facing to all these DJ and producers because some of the more more established artists, like your Kill the Noise, your Squirrelitzes, your Songboys, and your David Guetta's and Tiestos, and and some of these big well known artists, they're fine for now. They're fine because they potentially earn millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands to up to millions of dollars. They're fine. They can last this long, but the but anybody who's not as big as those guys, they're they're struggling right now, right? And I feel bad because some of some of these are my homies as well, you know, and right now they're they're doing anything in their power just to earn a quick buck, you know, so that way they won't hurt as much as they're hurting right now, you know. I'm seeing a lot of these bass artists. Kudos for every bass artist out there. I can't name them all of you guys because I know there's a bunch. But kudos for these bass artists. Um, You know what? I'm going to name these few because at least these are, the, these are my homies and these are the ones that I know I see them all the time. Shout out to Nitty Gritty, who's always out there acting, proactive, and he's doing a lot of stuff with the community. And he's starting to do like little... Like post stuff on um Twitter and Instagram, you know, to keep the morale out there, you know, getting people to interact to see what uh, what can we do and stuff right now. Shout out to Odd Profit, Sample Fire, and oh my god, Adson, Chris and Child for doing private lessons, private classes. Odd Profit, he's doing uh private lessons. So if you want to hit him up, you know, hit him up. And he's also selling sample packs and serum patches for anybody who wants them you know he's like yo like i got some serum patches for you guys it's not much you know but just to help me out you know first people who buys them gets a 20 10 discount but you know support the cause i'm and hey man i get you guys at least you're giving out something in return and you're also doing private uh, tutoring lessons or private lessons in general adair is doing that company's doing it a bunch of people um, i'm i'm seeing that they're struggling right now and i feel bad it sucks you know because their major income was right literally dj on these festivals and right now that's being cut off so the artists are being effective in the scene hugely no festivals no artists no money comes out around and right now that's what's happening right now i'm some of these guys are probably gonna start doing like second jobs or third jobs like their main job was to make music and dj and whatnot now they're actually facing the music and they need to start going like Ubering or Lyft or stuff like that, you know, just to make a crib buck, private lo- tutoring lessons for up and commerce and whatnot. It's sad, but it's, but it's, but they're giving something out as well. So, you know, they're not just doing like nothing and just like, like these house DJs that was like, Oh, you know, can you get, can you donate some money for my tour managers? Like, no, no, these, at least these people are actually out there. It's like, yo, I can give you a private lesson, you and me, one-on-one, and you can sound or you can be even bigger than me, you know? That's very admirable for Not everybody does that a lot. So, shout out to all these guys. And and those are the guys I mentioned because those are my homies, and I see them all the time on Facebook and Instagram and whatnot, and I, I talk to them all the time about that. And, you know, but there's more. There's a whole lot more. In fact, guys... I I highly recommend. I know money is an issue, but if you guys want to talk to some of these guys, I suggest you go to the Fire Program. It's a it's like a online school settings in which you can meet all these big well known bass artists and house artists, and you can do private lessons with them. You know the Fire Starter Program, man. Shout out to Alex for it, yo. But yeah, guys, the EDM scene is has got impacted very high, and it's affecting overall everyone and it's gonna happen in which like we need to make some sort of money and that's where all these virtual scenes and you think that insomniac or any of these are gonna be are the only ones doing that no some of these artists are gonna start djing and charging every dj set on the live streams like oh you want to check my live stream two bucks two bucks guarantee it's gonna happen that they're gonna start charging money for their dj sets you know because they're djing for free right now but eventually they need to get they need to make some cheddar. and it's going to have that whole pay-per-view, st- uh, pay-per-view style of reality for these festivals and DJs and shows and whatnot, you know, because social distancing is almost impossible to be on these festivals. So I don't know how it's going to happen. Excuse me. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know we're not going to see an, a festival until next year if we're lucky until next year. And. And that whole car, g- car drive food festival, that's a brilliant idea. That's I'm pretty sure that's the only possible way to do a festival. I don't know any other way to do it. So we're going to wrap this up, guys. You know, if you guys got some comments about it if you guys got some questions please comment down below hit me up on any of my social medias you know like let me hear you guys out you know what you guys think about this what 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 are your thoughts what do you think it's gonna happen to the eds scene what's gonna happen to these edm festivals and what's gonna happen to all these artists and remember whatever is happening to them it's also impacted on the entire entertainment industry itself so it's not just them I'm just more focused on them because that's where my people's at. That's where my, my work is at. So thank you guys for listening. And remember, every week it's a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So be sure to like and subscribe to get your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And you can also check out my YouTube channel at lonewolfpod.com. That's lonewolfpod.com, loo and dot dcom So comment down below to share your experience and I wanna hear you guys, you know? So thank you guys for tuning in and see you guys at the next one. You say-